Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games for the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three unique perspectives of varying skill range. I am the one who should never record a song because I can never get our audio right. Andrew, with me, the one who has the personality of a dead suit, Keith. Hello. And the one I wish I ghosted, Liz. <laughs> hey, guys. And I did not pick that intro, Liz did. <laughs> I'm so worried about week- that. <laughs> I didn't want people to listen to be like, God, this guy's a jerk to his wife. I mean, you are. Uh, I didn't pick the intro. I just said the words. That but she you told still me to said say. it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this week we played a listener request. So thank you so much, Hayden from Australia, who recommended that we played Go Song by Old Moon. Go Song is a 2D Metroidvania platformer where you are taking control of what's known as a dead suit. You have no memory of your past. You are just a robot that kind of woke up one day. And you're exploring this strange new world. But going around, Liz, was this a game or a pass for you? This was a game for me. At one point, it was a definite game. It went back down to a game. There were things like, I just, you know, story-wise, they gave me so much. But it was like, it was not enough, you know? Um, but yeah, overall, it was a game. I, it, I, it's weird because I would, I would get really addicted to playing and then I'd have to have a break and then really addicted to playing and then I had to take a break. So that's why it's very up and down. I just got to a boss and I'm like, I don't want to play right now. So <laughs> that's why I feel like I'm like, I'm I'm feeling mixed, but I re- it really is a game for me. Yeah, it's so it's 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 definitely a game, but it's not a definite game. Because I, man, I, and I think it's kind of like you, Liz. I kind of had these moments where I was just like, I don't think I ever really want to play this game ever again in my entire <laughs> life. Um, but overall, well, as I was gonna say, even times, I don't even know if I enjoyed myself. I kind of hate played it at points. Um, but, it, but it is a I game. I just imagine you on the couch with a controller with a furrowed brow, like, ah. Honestly, <laughs> that's very, very close. Um but yeah, I would, it is a game. I think, especially if you're looking for a Metroidvania, and you know you've you've done the usual. Um, boy, I'm blanking on even the name here. My favorite one, Ori. Yeah, <laughs> if you've if you've, <laughs> if you've played Ori, you've played you know all the other ones, and you're looking for a new Metroidvania, it is a good one. Um, but yeah, so I'll leave it at that. We'll get into it later. Uh, so I I was gonna originally just for simplicity's sake give this a pass but i did enjoy myself so i am giving it a game but like you keith as far as as other metroidvanias that we've played i think this is the worst one oh but it's still good like i still had fun with it playing this just made me realize too it's been a while since we played a metroidvania and i was like i've missed this style of game but it's so like like so the three I can always, well the other two I can think that we really played that I really enjoyed as Key said Ori in the Will of the Wisp or in the Blind Forest depending which one you played and then Hollow Knight this one to me was like an in between so like Ori was really good at platforming Hollow Knight was really good at combat Ghost Song isn't really good at either of them <laughs> so it's it's not the best Metroidvania but it's you haven't played one in a while. It's still solid. I think this one is the easiest. There's some frustrating moments, but I think it's the easiest. I think that's why I wouldn't rate it the worst. I feel like it is a thousand times more accessible, to, especially to someone like me who isn't good at Metroidvania games. So 
Um, yeah, so I, I disagree with you, but for my reason, it's because it is so accessible. Wait, you disagree with what? That it's the worst. Oh, like, oh. I, I remember with Hollow Knight, I really struggled to play it. Hollow Knight's very difficult, but and, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and Ori, like, I, I struggled with. And it, it actually affected me liking the game, so. Yeah. But, uh, so, as I said with the story, you wake up one day. You're this robot that's just kind of in the middle of the field and wakes up one day. You have no memory of your past. You have no idea what this planet is. And you're going around. You're just trying to figure things out as to... You know, what's going on? Why are these creatures attacking you? Eventually, you stumble upon a crew that ended up getting stranded on this moon. Their ship went down for unknown reasons. They lost some of their crew members, and now they're trying to fix their ship so they can escape this planet. And you take it upon yourself to try to help this crew out and see if you can fix the ship for them. So you're going around, and you're trying to collect these parts to help these people get off the planet, encountering different bosses and monsters, and trying to uncover the mystery behind this island. Not island. Moon. You know, which is like a big island. But it's weird, too, because your character doesn't want to know more about herself. Yeah. And people keep asking her questions. She's like, no, I'm good. She's like, she has dreams of uh, being born on a tortoise or something. But I just think it's interesting where they're like, oh, I can take off your helmet. And she keeps saying no. So it's like, I feel like she she wants to know everything around her, but she doesn't want to know like how she got there and stuff, which is frustrating because I obviously wanted to know more about her. She's the main character. Yeah. She... You kind of, I feel like you can, you kind of find out a little bit at the end and I'm torn because obviously we're not going to talk any spoilers. I don't know if this needs a full spoiler cast, but I kind of want your, I'm interested to know what your thoughts are, Andrew, assuming you beat it. Um, it yeah, I just beat it um, like literally 15 minutes ago. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think it is kind of interesting and, and I actually, shocker, shocker. I kind of liked the story. I was wow. I was interested in finding out more and kind of figuring out what was going on because it didn't have a feel of like a very simple like hey this is just your antagonist you're the protagonist and this is what's going on there was just a lot of weird interworkings and nobody was really the villain at the end is kind of what I thought was interesting about it it was just like a weird struggle between people and and I don't know nature so I, I kind of liked where the story was going, and I, I actually was interested in, in getting to the end of it. Uh, overall, I give the story a meh. <laughs> I was looking for more. I feel like the yeah. ending did not, because I, I got to the point um, where Andrew was t- um, today, and then I watched him play the rest of it, because I was at a boss. I, I was over it. I hate the bosses. I'm just going to say it. And so I did watch the rest of it, and I really felt like, you're getting to know these side characters and you really just want to know more. And the ending kind of let me down. Um, I don't know if you guys feel that way, but I was just expecting more. Cause I, you know, with certain games like this where they just, they just give you like, I'm kind of like a middle amount of story yeah. and it keeps building and you're just like, Oh, I can't wait to find out everything. But then it just kind of fades off where your conversations with the people are getting less interesting. Yeah. And, um, so for me, I was just, you know, I it lost steam. I fully agree, Liz. Like I, I was, I was intrigued too. I was like, oh, I feel like there's going to be a big bomb drop of a twist. Now something cool is going to happen. You're going to find out that maybe you were a murderous robot and killed everyone. It just, it was just kind of like, eh, that's the story. And I, I felt like there was moments of conversations you're having 
that are just so unnecessarily convoluted just for the sake of being convoluted and confusing. And it's just like, okay, like it's trying to be deep and philosophical, but then it's just like, at the end of the day, I was just like, eh, no, not really. But uh, I did look up a, a video kind of explaining more of the ending, and I was like, that makes a bit more sense. It still doesn't do too much for the story for me. <laughs> but when you get that much story, I feel like you shouldn't have to dig. Like, it's yeah. not a digging type game story-wise. I feel like maybe I'm wrong about that. But then I also thought that the way that they did the talking in the game really irritated me. And it kind of ruined me t- talking to them. Uh, so you hit like up to like talk to them. You can skip through. And then you start not being able to skip through. And yep. sometimes it's lengthy. And you're just like, I have places to be. I have five <laughs> other people down the line that I want to talk to before I get the next item. There's literally a line of people can we, want to talk yeah, to Yeah, can we hurry this along? <laughs> and so that also kind of like affected the story for me where I'm just like, I really hate the way that they had the chat element. Yeah. I kind of wish there was some dialogue options of you picking and stuff. So I feel like a lot of Metroidvania games, I mean, if, if like I said, if you talk about the other two we did of Ori and Hollow Knight, their story is also pretty convoluted. But I mean, I think Hollow Knight's was the most convoluted. But I think for a game like Hollow Knight, it made sense because Hollow Knight was really trying to delve into the aspect of being the dark souls of a Metroidvania. Of, you know, you dying, you leaving your stuff. It was very difficult. But it was like an interesting world, but you really had to dig to learn about the story. So I felt like they were really trying to go for a Dark Souls-esque Metroidvania. And Ghost Song here, there is a bit of Dark Souls elements. You know, there's two difficulties you can play. I was playing on the normal, which is called original. And then there's Explore, which is easier. But if you die, you leave all of your currency. I like did in a easier. Dark Souls game. <laughs> yeah, you did the easier one. Uh, but it, it wasn't to me like super hard. Like it was trying to be a Dark Souls. It was, I don't know, it was kind of a weird mechanic. But anyway, we'll get more into that. But to me, it just felt like they were trying to make a convoluted story. And they were kind of like, eh. We're trying to be like a Dark Souls where you got to explore this world, but you really couldn't. Like, it's not like you could pick up items or notes or anything like that and read more about the world. You're meeting some random NPCs throughout the world that kind of give you these weird, vague sentences. You're trying to piece stuff together. It was just kind of like, I don't know. Like I said, it was unnecessary convoluted. And it's not like I felt like I could dig in and find some extra lore buried beneath, but... I don't know. So I felt like the game didn't know what it was trying to do. Well, something that you said earlier, I think that this game would have been phenomenal with making decisions for your character. Yeah. And for me, that was like, especially with like the ending, I was kind of hoping like if this would be the perfect game to be able to pick your ending or you're interacting with these characters and sometimes you're, you walk up to them, you don't know if they're friendly or not. And there's just so many different things that I think they could have done with choices. And I think that would have been really awesome. See, I don't agree with the decision-making. I don't think it needed decision-making. I think it was fine as it was, but... But why be fine, I, though? Wouldn't you want great, you know? Well, <laughs> I mean, it, it, because it was... Well, I guess I would say it was perfect the way that it was, as far as that. Now, was the dialogue good? No. I actually... I That was one of my gripes, too, was the, the context of, like, it shifting. And honestly, it kind of just... It felt like a chore and it was it was a very repetitive gameplay loop of the dialogue where it was get the part, talk to everybody, make sure you go through every single piece of dialogue and then go to the next person and do that again and do that again, and do that again. And so it did get tiresome. What but I for think no it, reason either. Yeah. There wasn't really it wasn't like, oh, I need to talk to everyone because it's really moving the story or I need to do it. 
I felt like I needed to go around and talk to people, but it just, it wasn't rewarding. Like, I didn't feel like no, I was learning anything. No, because, like, a couple, like, one of them gives you an item, maybe two. I don't know. Like, there's there's certain things about Molly gives it, you a module that sucks. Yeah. But the ship gives you something in the end. Well, I think that's what's irritating is the shopkeeper. I think his name is Bill. At one point, he says, yeah, I really should just give everything to you for free. And then he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, thanks for that dialogue. Yeah, th- <laughs> thanks for telling me you could do this, but you won't. Yeah, I appreciated that. But I, I And you're saving the day. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't think I needed to make more decisions. I think it should have just been having that dialogue being more meaningful whether it was through some sort of collecting lore that would you know give you more background about each character as you had conversations with them their relationships with people who who everybody actually was that would have made it more interesting but i don't i don't know i don't i didn't want to have to make choices i i like just kind of having straight Another thing I didn't like, and maybe I'm jumping ahead on gameplay, but kind of in that same vein is like you'd have side quests sort of sometimes with these characters, but you wouldn't know it. Yeah, there were vague side quests. Yeah. Yeah. And you wouldn't really know it. And it was just it was confusing in that aspect. So I didn't care for that so much. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, th- I thought it was I thought it was just kind of a neat little sci fi story. At the end of the day, I thought it it the the end of it. If you take out all of the side stuff that was really kind of meaningless, it, the actual meat of the story was kind of interesting. It just wasn't well developed. Oh, I feel the opposite. I I felt like the the main part of the story yeah. was let down because for me, like there there are points too when you're walking through and you're like you see this like ghostly woman and you see there's this robot that just like turns your character off and you're like the this seems like so mysterious and like i can't wait to uncover it and then the the big chunk of the story is just like that's it that's it so for me (laughs) i felt like the side stuff even like the little thing is like being the robot and talking like the the conversations with the characters not how the conversations went but all that kind of stuff is what kept me going the main story was the part that I was just like, I just didn't care at the end. I, I think it's funny that uh, me and you, Liz, are the ones who <laughs> like story. Keith hates story. I know. And then we're playing a game where Keith's like, I like the story. And me and Liz are like, meh. I just, now Keith's I, the one defending a story. Now I actually feel like I need at least five to ten minutes at the end of this to, to discuss. Because I, I need to understand okay. what about it is so boring. Because, because it, <laughs> by no means, sorry, excuse me, am I, am I going to get on a soapbox and be like, like soccer story this, you know. I'm I'm not so it's nothing special but I don't think it was like I thought it was unique well, I don't, and I and that I don't was think what it's I appreciated boring. about it. Yeah, I don't think it's boring. It, I just did I I felt like it was lackluster. Like I I felt like there was it felt like there was going to be something more, something more exciting, more mystery, yeah. that kind of thing. And so for me I was expecting a good twist. Yeah, it was the build up and I did think that I was actually coming up with really I mean, no, that sounds arrogant. I was going to say with more interesting <laughs> endings. And that's why I when I was like, better. what? I, I know I'm not. Better. No, I am not a writer or anything. I'm just saying like, I was thinking of there's going to be this twist or this twist. And I was getting excited because I was like, I knew something was going to happen. And then it was just, and then I'm not going to say the ending, but they're like, this is the ending. I'm just like, okay. I guess I well, just kind we'll of, do, I, we'll do a spoiler. I kind of just felt like by being at least unique enough. It almost was a twist in its own right by that nature of just like (laughs) just not following some basic cut and paste story. That's all. 
we'll, we'll, we'll do a spoiler, a little spoiler cast at the end, Keith, so we can discuss more of the story, because... So you can yeah. roast me. I, I, I would like to see why you enjoyed it so much. But, uh, yeah, let's get so let's get into the gameplay. Uh, as I said, this is, you know, just a 2D Metroidvania platformer. Uh, you have a main weapon, you know, blast arm, very Mega Man-esque. You know, you just blast enemies, it overheats, so you got to deal with the overheating element. You do have a melee. You know, first starts with you just swinging your fist, but you can end up collecting other weapons. And then eventually you get these modules where you can upgrade your blaster, upgrade your suit. And then like in any Metroidvania, you are getting character upgrades, double jump, wall climb, very typical Metroidvania stuff. Uh, but for me, this is where I think the overall gameplay was kind of lackluster. I, I feel like when you played like Ori to me, excelled the best at platforming because I felt like the moves Ori had were for combat but it was like combat, but mostly also for platforming. Like specifically, the best move I think in Ori is when you're able to either grab a projectile and throw it back or grab an enemy and like throw them and you can propel yourself. Like that was a cool mechanic. There was no real cool mechanic in Ghost Song. You also said that you hated that you couldn't like go backwards. Yeah, the dash sucked in this game. And for me, like I didn't feel like I missed that until you told me. <laughs> and then I was like, yep, now I now I just am going to feel that all the time. Yeah, you get a dash that, you know, you you could only go forward. That's what irritated me that you could only go forward. The nice thing is you know, you are invulnerable when you do it and you have like a meter that shows like a little bit of invulnerability time that you have with it. I I didn't find it consistent though. I felt like I would be invulnerable but still take damage. So it was just irritating. But I hated the dash. I hated that you could only go forward. Let me dash backwards. Like, what's up with that? I mean, yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really notice it. But I think oh, it goes. Irritated me. Well, what I think it is though is it, it, it goes back to your comparison to Ori and the aspect of it, like Ori was just buttery smooth. Like it was just yeah. the motion was fluid. Ghost Song feels like you are controlling a clunky robot robot. yeah it's exactly (laughs) like your jumps are just very like rigid and even when you get like to like the three jumps it still just feels like climbing up a wall is the most tedious and and unaccomplishable thing even though you have the (laughs) skills to do it well can we just mention the fact that when she jumps her her arms are ramrod straight on her sides <laughs> and so like i first thought like oh she's gonna grab onto it no <laughs> is that not a saying i don't know I actually mean, ramrod. ramrod straight yeah ramrod straight right i mean i think i think of ramrod as a part of to a car and it's probably straight so it probably is a saying i don't know i, I was just like a super trooper i'm not just like you say i'm not doubting you i just yeah i was just laughing about super troopers oh. and car ramrod <laughs> I think that with the um, you mentioned the double jump, the the wall climbing and stuff. I do think that there was a nice progression with that because at the beginning I was like, I don't know. There were certain times where I jump, I'd almost make it, and I'm like, I don't really know if I'm supposed to be here. I don't know what's going on. And then all of a sudden, like after like a short amount of time, I felt like I knew what I was doing. The progression was really good, um, and it made sense. So I did like that part, especially with the dash, because the map is so big. You have a sprint it's a thousand times faster just to dash. Oh, the sprint sucked in this game. Yeah, you, you <laughs> just dash. That's so. <laughs> See, I already feel like we're complaining about this game, but we had give it all game. Well, so here, I mean, if we're, we're well, not if, because we're on gameplay now, so now I can go into this. Traversal is the worst part of this game. 
and and I think combat is. I know. See, I no, like th- there's not enough save points. And then well, when you true. finally get an item, you can't fast travel. <laughs> We're now arguing. What's the worst part? And so for me, it's like yeah, oh, sorry, it's just ahead, everything about traveling. I was just like, I actually liked the aspect of as you go and you get the parts, you can't fast travel. You have to actually like go, like bring the bring. The, wow, words are hard. You, you liked you liked that part. I did. If <laughs> it. <laughs> wasn't so dang long and traversal wasn't so bad if it was like an ori type of platforming and traversal in the game i absolutely would have loved it i only thought it was a good part of it and i almost liked it in the aspect of i liked the first person view on jurassic park world it was unique i didn't think it was good or well executed (laughs) but it was the part i liked because it was a unique part of it but uh, sorry I, i cut you off when you were explaining uh, like I said, you have to get these parts to repair the ship to help the people leave. Anytime you grab the part, I like it answered your questions, Liz, literally when you asked me. You grabbed a part. It said, you cannot fast travel with a part. You must like walk back to this crash site. And Liz was like, well, well what if I go and collect other parts? Then literally, as soon as you said that, the next text appears, you cannot collect other but parts. The <laughs> only thing that was different is when you went back, there were sometimes enemies that awoke. And then after you delivered the part, they would go dormant again. Those yeah. like... They bomb things. Yeah. And for me, that is not enough for me to go all the way back. I think like whenever I ran into characters, it was always after I dropped the thing off. It was never on the way bringing something back. So for me, there was just – I didn't see any reason whatsoever for it. Well, you bring yeah. up an interesting point too, Liz. The respawn on enemies makes no sense. Sometimes they respawn if you leave the room and you come back. Sometimes mm-hmm. they only respawn if you save, and the bosses don't ever respawn, which is fine and well. That's an easy one. But yeah, they, I don't know. Sometimes they only come back when you save. Sometimes they just come back because sometimes I think they actually come back while you're there. So I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, then you have like, what is the boss? I actually told Andrew, an old singer, that you can actually beat it because you didn't know. And that's a boss that keeps returning. And I, when he first started fighting him and he disappeared, or she, what I don't know Whatever what it is. it is. It's a monster. Uh, yeah, whenever the monster came back, um, it, it wouldn't come back until you left. So for me, I'm just standing there like, okay, where is it? And then I ended up looking it up. And they're like, no, you have to leave and then come back. Uh, and then it, if it's less than 15%, sometimes it'll go back and it'll fully heal. And so people were like super frustrated in the comments where they're like, if you don't kill it at a certain time, it reheals. I I had it keep coming back for me. It was tedious. I'd have to have it run away. And then I'd run around for 30 seconds, sometimes a minute. Sometimes I'd leave. Sometimes I wouldn't. It it was a it was a dumb fight. Again, it would have been kind of a cool fight if it was like, hey, you've got this part. That's what triggers it. It's going to show up at one, two, three, four parts. And that's your fight with it. That would have been a way better execution on it. Um, but yeah, it was it was things like that that I, I absolutely agree with you on, though, Liz. It's, I don't know. You, even nobody really knows answers because the game doesn't really seem to know what it's doing itself. It's all random. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely feel like you should have been told, like, oh, you need to leave before to go. But that's also a weird text to have. I just thought it was a, just a weird element. I could see it randomly appearing, which it does in, like, two areas. But for me, it just, like, I just thought that that was a really weird way to go about it. And in general, 
Um, I dislike the boxes, like I said earlier. And I really want to know what you guys thought of them. I felt like there was like an unfair element with some of them where they had these guns that could shoot all the way across, but no weapons could get like halfway across the distance that you had. And so and so for me, that, that's why I'm really curious if you guys like them. Because I had a very strong dislike. But no, I, I agree, Liz. I, I think the boss fights were very boring. Like, at first I was like, oh, I didn't know this is going to be kind of cool. Like, I enjoy a Metroidvania boss fight. Hollow Knight, they were a ton of fun. Ori, they were really cool. But in this, they were just so bland. They usually only had, like, two or three attack patterns. It just didn't do too much. Um, The one cool thing is, so as we were talking about, when you pick up a ship part, you know, some enemies come alive that normally aren't there and, you know, makes it slightly more difficult. There actually is a secret boss that only comes alive when you're carrying a ship part. And so like there at least was one extra boss. So you kind of had to do something extra to get them to be able to fight them. But yeah, the boss fights, this is just my complaint overall. What I said with the combat, I think the combat overall was kind of boring. You know, you have a blaster that overheats way too quick and also has incredibly short range. Then you have melee, which is melee. So it's range is really short. And the fact that you can only dash forward, like that's why I wanted to dash backwards. I wanted to be able to do like a melee and dash backwards, but no, I got a melee and dash to be even closer to the enemy or go through them. Hopefully dash far enough to go through them. Cause if you touch them, that's a no, no that you get hurt. So it's just like the combat to me was so clunky, but I think the designs of the enemies, the bosses were at least kind of cool. And like, that's what made me want more of the story because some of them seemed like, oh, like they're infected. They looked like maybe they're a human. They looked like they have some sort of interesting past or history. But there was no way to look it up. Like I said, you're not finding notes. You're not finding, there's no description on items to explain some of the lore. So it's just kind of like lame that way. Yeah, that was probably one of my bigger complaints. Well, I say one of my bigger complaints. I definitely would say I agree with you on that. I thought the look of the bosses, it was hit or miss because you like your side bosses were generally a lot of reskins. Like even that secret boss, he was just another one of those floating heads. He just had an angry guy on his back. Um, You had the big green blob, the big red blob instead of the little blobs. And so there was a lot of reskinning the side bosses. I think the main bosses were more interesting as a whole. I think you're right, or you're right. The there wasn't a large amount of attack patterns, but I actually liked the combat as a whole. I I found myself changing up my weapons. I found myself changing my modules. Um, I mean, at least until the end. Once I got the three that basically that boosted all of my stats based on my level, that was kind of the point. You need to just control the game, I guess. But outside of that, I I felt like I was switching things up, and it and again, it wasn't like wow, this is the greatest I've ever played, but I didn't think it was that boring. I just thought it was a bit clunky at times. And there were some of the bosses that, like there was like two or three of them in particular that drove me bananas. Um, but outside of that, it was actually really easy, I thought. Which ones drove you bananas? Uh, For me, it was the ogre. The ogre? Um, but the ogre wasn't as bad. I, I Once I finally just kind of leveled up enough, I can't remember what it was that I got that I finally just, it made it easy. Um, and Henrietta too. Was it Henriette? Henrietta? Yeah. Her, the learned scholar. Yeah, her second battle was the one that just, I hated so, so much. And part of it was, uh, well, a lot of it 
It was a hundred percent of a skill issue because I don't know what it is. And especially, especially, well, you've seen me play video games. So you, you've experienced this, Andrew, you just know, <laughs> especially once I start to get a little bit frustrated, I have a tendency to just do the opposite of what I know I'm supposed to do. So like Henry had to do when she does her little jump charge at you, what do you do? That's a simple thing. You just charge under her, right? Yeah. Don't no, jump. Just don't <laughs> jump. But what do I do? It cut, I, what game was it, Liz? <laughs> was it uh, Spelunky 2? The don't jump, don't jump, don't jump, and then she jumps. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it dies. That is me every single time in that battle. Don't jump, don't jump, don't jump. Ah, jump. Or her spears that she's throwing. I, I jump into more attacks than I dodge, and I don't know why I do it, but I do. <laughs> So it was largely oh, a the, me problem. Well, the first Henrietta is still awful, which, by the way, real quick, I got glitched because you're not supposed to fully kill her the first time around. She's, she shuts you down and then runs away. But she, I killed her. And so like it goes to a cutscene, but her character touched me. Like I said, don't touch people. It's a no-no. And it killed me. So then it brought me back to a spawn, which, as we said, is very far away, and my character wouldn't move. So I had to shut the game down, go back in, and the character in Henrietta was gone. It, I defeated her, but I didn't get the achievement. Irritated me. Oh. But I still was able to progress the story. What a bummer. Oh, so irritated. <laughs> we'll add those but, points um, for you, Andrew. Thank you. I mean, it's 15 gamer score, and I want it. But uh, yeah, so the first Henrietta fight irritated me quite a bit. But um, surprisingly, too, even the very first boss, uh, the Crusher, I think her name was, she irritated me because I think at that point I didn't have any weapons. So you're just using your basic blaster and like a melee weapon. And she has a ball that is like a boomerang, goes forward and comes back. But it was just like I said, your blaster is so short range and it even does extra damage if you're even closer to the enemy. Like the game wants you to be close to the enemy, but you can't touch them. So it's just it was so confusing. And then what's irritating, you can only, for the most part, shoot forward. If you're running, you can kind of shoot at a diagonal. But if you hold left trigger, you stand still and turn on a laser sight, and then you can do a precision aim. And that's going to be majority of your combat. So majority of your combat's running near enemies, standing still, doing a laser sight, and just blast, 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 blast. It just wasn't really inventive or creative. So once I finally killed, you know, it takes a while to kill the first boss. But I do like the touch. After you kill the first boss, they kind of turn into a tree. And I like the entire game. He kind of kept going back and talking to her because she was obsessed with like wanting to eat food. So I was like, oh, is this going to be like a, a secret hidden mission? Am I going to have to like find her some food or something like that? We're going to become friends. Maybe I save her. Nah. I thought that was a little kind of disappointing because like even too at the base camp, they keep talking about they're like, oh, yeah, we got some mushroom stew. And then you meet another guy. He's like, oh, I got some, you know, some fancy spices that'll knock your eye out. That's what he said of which I thought was a weird line. But he's like, some oh, yeah, you know, spice. I know. He's like, oh, we're going to make this fancy mushroom stew. And it's like, sweet, I'm going to give it to her. But everyone knows ma- mushrooms are magical because me and Liz have been experiencing the magical effects of mushrooms thanks to our sponsor, Magic Mind, which are these two ounce elixirs that help boost your energy, your focus, your memory, and helps you with stress and anxiety. I'm normally not much of a mushroom person, but thanks for the sponsorship from Magic Mind. I've been trying this wonderful product that has kept me awake, alert, and more focused, and I've been way more productive. And it surprised me how much this product has actually worked because, Liz, when we first started dating, you used to work at a health shop. I did. And you used to give me some of your smoothies or 
bootables or whatever you called them. I can't remember. But honestly, I'm not going to lie. A lot of the stuff you gave me just tastes like grass. <laughs> I, had no, I had no idea. Well, what we actually it. did have wheatgrass there. So, well, I mean, but you did not try that. You did not try that though. Did I? I don't know. No, you didn't. I remember you'd be like, no, no, I swear. This one's sweet. This one's delicious. And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't care. You could have like gave me anything. I was just flavors. there trying to flirt with you. Aww. <laughs> but, uh, Magic Mind, actually, surprisingly, I like the bottle says subtly sweet. And that's a perfect description of it because there's a little agave in it. But every time I see it, I'm like, oh, man, is this going to be another thing that just tastes like straight up grass? And every time I take the two out shot, I'm like, that was actually really good. Like it actually, to me, it tastes more watery than anything. But I'm like, it's really smooth. And within an hour, I feel so alert and focused. It has helped me so greatly at work. Yeah, I really like it because so when I the first day that I took it, Andrew was working overnight, so I got up at like 5.45, maybe 6 if I was lucky. I don't remember. That was, you know, what, like two weeks ago, a week ago. Um, and I had it before my coffee, and I was just I was just pumped for the day. I was ready. I Andrew came home, and like I had already taken out all the dishes from the dishwasher. I was already doing some cleaning projects. Like I was just – and I didn't even realize that I was doing it. And so for me, it's just like I'm by myself all day with a toddler – and so it is hard to keep focus. And I, I felt like it was just amazing. And, and when I get up early, I always want a second cup of coffee in the morning. And I always feel like crap after the second. I just feel like like kind of bloated, like too much coffee. I didn't even want <laughs> too it. Too much liquid. And then in the afternoon, because I usually have two coffees a day or maybe like two in a decaf. I didn't feel like I needed a coffee in the afternoon. And that was day one. And I mean, I did end up having one because I love the taste of coffee. And I've been drinking it since like middle school. And I'm just like, I love <laughs> the taste of coffee. And have you enjoyed the taste of Magic Mind? Yeah, it's an earthy flavor. Like I like was working I at the health. No, that's not a bad thing though. No. Like I feel like beets have an earthy flavor. I love beets, and like so same like when I was working at that health store, um, the health cafe. Uh, I, that was the first time I really had because like I we didn't grow up with money. We had very simple meals. This is like I didn't really have like matcha before and turmeric and which I know some people say turmeric. Where I'm where I come from, we say scallops. Instead of scallops, we say pecans instead of pecans. Honestly, the cafe, I wasn't even sure how to pronounce the name of the cafe. <laughs> and I, at some point, you're too afraid you to there. ask because all the customers <laughs> pronounce it two different ways. And then it's one day, I finally heard my, my manager pronounce it. But then, I, like, the next day, I forgot again. <laughs> I still don't know where I worked. <laughs> So if you're like, oh, you're pronouncing, maybe it's matcha. I don't know. If I'm saying it wrong, like it's, you know, it's fine. <laughs> Just where I'm from and who I am, I guess. But anyway, so I love those flavors. And that is definitely not like a bad term. Like I like I, but I just love all of it. Um, so I was very excited to try it. Yeah. Some of the ingredients that are magic mind. Uh, it has matcha, which has less caffeine than coffee, but it contains additional compounds that help extend the benefits of caffeine so it doesn't slow your body down like kind of caffeine does. It has Bacopa Maniari, a nootropic that improves your attention span and your ability to process and learn information. Never heard of that product. And then there's ashwagandha, which I said in the last ad, it's an aptogen that reduces stress and anxiety. I've never heard of that, but I've already talked to a couple of coworkers who are like, oh yeah, I take ashwagandha pills like all the time. I've never heard of this, but apparently it's more common. I'm just someone who lives under a rock. You're not a very stressed person. You don't get like super stressed out usually. I feel like I'm like the the stress one. No. I feel like there's always one in a relationship. <laughs> yeah, you're 
you, you've taken all the stress of this relationship. You're like, I remember once we were we were flying and you we got there right when the pl- like we got there just in the nick of time. And I kept telling him we should leave early. We should leave early. And like, no, it's fine. <laughs> I want to be at the airport like three hours early. Yeah. Like I'm a stressful person. Yeah, but my coworkers who've taken the ashwagandha pills are like, oh yeah, it makes me feel like super mellow and like less anxious. But they always say like, oh, I feel like tired though from taking it though. So that's why a lot of them, my coworkers who take it don't continuously take it all the time. But there's other products like the matcha, I think is the one that kind of helps counterbalance it because I felt chill, but I never felt lazy. Like I really just kind of wanted to work, but nothing was like bothering me. I never felt like, oh, I'm not going to make this timetable. I'm not going to be able to, you know, get all my you know, procedures done in time. No, nah, I was just like, all right, let's just keep going. Next one, next one. I felt super productive taking this. I loved it. But uh, if you're at all interested in Magic Mind, our wonderful sponsor, please follow our URL at magicmind.co slash gamepassgrabbag and use our promo code gamepass to get 20% off a one-time purchase or up to 56% off a subscription service, which that is only available for a limited time. So if you are at all interested, please make sure you jump on that before it is too late. That URL again is magicmind.co slash gamepassgrabbag with promo code gamepass, G-A-M-E-P-A-S-S, one word. So thank you again, Magic Mind. But getting back to the boss fights, uh, what did you guys have for go-to weapons? Because... I looked up online, and uh, there is a weapon that is, I think, a little overpowered when it comes to bosses. <laughs> I used it on everyone, and it made all boss fights super easy. Are you easy. talking about the flies? Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, I when you told me about that, I immediately wanted to get it. And then the, um, the pin, is it called the pinwheel? The pain wheel. The pain wheel. That makes yeah. more sense. Um, <laughs> that one, I had in my inventory, and I hadn't equipped it i hadn't tried it out and at that point i had been trying everything out i just that one just slipped by me and you told me about that one and that was a game changer so i followed your lead on that but for some reason i kept forgetting about the fly one because i would get modules i wouldn't have enough points so i would just like unequip like um a weapon thing a weapon it's not a weapon yeah. thing it's a weapon so um i would unequip one and be like oh i can always put it back later and for some reason i thought that was like the spiral one um i kept mixing them up uh but to explain real quick a little bit more of the gameplay the core gameplay mechanics this game has a bit of light rpg elements you have three stats you can upgrade either gun damage your overall health or resolve i think was the last one which increases your energy your stamina and a little bit of your health so these currencies that you're getting from fighting enemies, you can put these points into upgrading your robot, your character at these certain specific points. And if you upgrade, I think resolve, you get more like power, which lets you equip modules. There's suit modules and weapon modules. The weapon oh, modules are, I didn't know that. are different types of weapons. You didn't know this? I didn't know that's what that did. It was, oh, yeah. it was just any more. level up would do it. It would. Give, oh, really? I thought it was only resolve. I, th- oh. I thought it was oh. at first too, but I I think I read something first that made me pay attention to it. But yeah, it's it's any level up that you do will give you extra points, at least. Well, I think like one of the modules that was the most helpful for me was the uh, enemy health bar. Yeah. Uh, that was a game changer because especially with Old Singer, that boss I was talking about earlier, I saw how little damage I was doing. And I was just like, maybe this area isn't meant for me right now. <laughs> and it wasn't because I didn't have the self-equipped that Andrew recommended. Uh, but yeah, that was that was a game changer. Yeah, so uh, pro tip, if you want the best weapons that will help you beat the entire game, <laughs> uh, you want to get the Skag device, which 
if you're at the crash site, which is very north middle of the map, the skag device is just west. You have to go to this area where these white looking moth cicada looking bugs, and it's in that area. And then, as Liz said, the best melee weapon is called the pain wheel. It's a spinning disc that works like a boomerang. You throw it, comes back to you, does a ton of damage. That one was located. I got, was in the Roslak pit. There's two. I think that's fairly areas, early. But yeah, they, there's three. There's alpha, beta, and gamma. Oh, I didn't even pay attention to that. But see, you know, this is the thing about the overall gameplay too. And the the tra- I go back to the traversal being bad. Is the map wasn't good. It wasn't easy to know where you needed to be, at least personally. I wasn't lost necessarily, but it just, it wasn't intuitive. And I, I, Yeah, I just, the map was not great. I, I never really felt like I, I was comfortable getting from point A to point B. Um, I, it, so honestly, I actually got the skag pod pretty late. I think it was before I beat the last boss and maybe even before I actually beat Old Singer. Um but yeah, I I actually discovered it pretty late, and it was it was good for more than just bosses. That thing just wrecked everything. Yeah, it was super easy. Like it cost very little energy to use. It didn't have it a cap, great. like because the because yeah. I used the the little blobs for a while because those were also pretty good. But you could only have like six, I think, of them. So oh. it was, and and that was even if you used both the red and the green, you could only have six total of of either. One. I thought maybe you could double it. Uh, but no luck. But yeah, the pain wheel was good. I actually really liked the sword. Once I got the sword, especially because I, I, I used that for a while. Well, because I also, like I said, I actually did. I think I had maybe only about half the modules by the time I was getting to the end of the game. So that's when I started to YouTube some things, and I was just going on like a collect everything mission. Um, Which I did not find a lot of YouTuber like helpful. Stuff like this game does not have a lot of I found a decent, information out there. I found a decent amount. It was actually all like small channels. Like I think the best videos I found actually had probably under twenty five thousand views, um, mm-hmm. which I don't want to say is rare. But on a game like this, I feel like it would have had more. But yeah, I I was able to find enough to get through, and um, yeah, I. I I I liked the Heavenly Sword mostly too because the once I beat Henriette the second time, uh, the Sun Touch with the sword was was pretty much unlimited health. So, jeez, yeah. Another. Oh no, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> Another module I wanted to bring up because I'm kind of embarrassed. I didn't realize that it was negative. I thought there might be like a, a funny little twist to it, but um, Molly's module Molly's that she gave you, <laughs> I equipped it and then just didn't think about it. <laughs> It literally says, makes your gun heat up faster. <laughs> I didn't read it. <laughs> I just assumed she was being nice because she said everything always messes up. So I was like, do you know what? Maybe this is like her big invention. And so I was like proud to have it. You know, I'm like, good for you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to use it. And I just didn't think anything of it because I, I also thought that she would want me to report back. And whenever I talked to her, she didn't, you know bring it up so i was kind of waiting for her to she says something about it she's like oh it probably doesn't work and um i think no but she doesn't ask you how it is and like you don't respond is what i meant like well you like we did like you say something about it being situational and she goes well that means it's probably not very good or something like that now situationally i didn't read that either (laughs) actually can be if you're because if you have the like a um, if you're kind of trying to rely heavily on melee, heating up your gun makes your melee damage better. So actually heating up your gun quicker 
can be beneficial for you if you're building for it. But I go back to, while you can do a lot of customizing and you can play with the modules and do a lot of fun things, by golly, you don't need to. And that is the biggest Uh, whiff for me on the gameplay is that it has this potential and these fun aspects and elements that you can really play with having caps on the power of like making sure you stay within that limit, but you don't need to just, just get the bugs and everything's pretty much easy. It's what it comes down to. And another thing, I don't know if this was just me, but I felt like everything kind of scaled with my level. So as I was getting more damage, did you you play on original difficulty? I did. So yeah, it scales with the scaling. I, I was like, what's really the point of me leveling up again aside from having more power for modules and stuff i just it, it kind of seemed pointless and it was a little silly i yeah. don't think it really did with mine nope um, on explore it does not scale yeah yeah because i mean there are areas where like some of the monsters that you fight, fought before um or creatures i guess you should say they would be bigger but no all the same size ones you would same amount of hits um and I just want to point out the fact that Keith loves the story so much that I didn't catch on to that bit of dialogue. And I was actually like <laughs> in I was actually into the characters and the side story, um, like Raven with her like like creating a new body and stuff. I found it also like that stuff really interesting. I didn't catch on to that. And Keith is like, no, they did have that conversation. He is really paying attention to the story of this game. <laughs> like to the point that he identified a specific like this is this gonna be your story of the year, Keith? I, I don't think so because it's it's not <laughs> it's not like it was wowing. I actually just it was ah, the last quarter of the game. I did a lot of just mashing A to get through the dialogue, mm-hmm. but I I actually read a fair amount of the dialogue early on in the game because because mm-hmm. I thought the characters were going to develop and then they stopped developing and then I they stopped. Don't. <laughs> so one thing with the game that. With the story of the game, I always thought at the end that there would be a sad ending. And I'm not saying if there is or there isn't. Um, but it was there's always this like like melancholy vibe. And what I really liked is that they did that with the music too. Yeah. Like they had some sad music. And, it, and I felt like it whenever it picked up in certain areas, I would... I would just listen to it and you know me like I never remember music but this game I actually remembered it. it I really like the music the music's very atmospheric but it was really cool like it, yeah it was very moody it was very it was generally kind of really kind of depressing low tones just really kind of sad and dramatic music but I, I thought it was awesome and it, it's playing majority of the time I can't depending think on of, like the environments that you're going through I can't think of any moment where it like stood out to me but I do remember liking it the whole time. I think it was it Vaporwave. I, I was watching some video where someone was actually complaining a bunch about the game. And that's how the, what they used to describe the music. So I'm going to go with that. <laughs> well, sure. I also like, too, that the environment, too. Like, especially with... Oh, my gosh. I can't even talk right now. Especially when you first go down... It felt like there's obviously movement with the world. Like when you play it, you see that sometimes like the walls will kind of move and stuff. And it kind of seems very just like it feels alive. But I felt like at the beginning, they did a really good job at making um, graphically it really moody too. And I felt like I was down there, you know, especially there are a lot of games where like you're going underground and it just feels like kind of like a maze. But I felt like with this, it just when you're actually playing it, 
They did a really good job make you feel like you're down there. See, graphically, I didn't think this game was that great. At first, I was digging the atmosphere. But after a while, it got very samey looking. It was still, like, unless you focused really on the background, like, none of the platforms really kind of changed. There was one area where you had to shoot the platforms because they had spikes and you had to break the spikes. But, like, that was it. Besides that, every platform was very blocky looking. It just a lot of the environments were just kind of a desolate, kind of dead-looking environment. Well, it was weird, too, because there was an area with water that would create these, I guess, zombies. And then there's actually, like, a real water area where I was afraid to go in it. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, what's going to be down there? The course had to be an underwater segment in a video game, you know? I was... Video but game. I was expecting to get a module that would allow me to go underwater, honestly. Like, I... I same Liz. Oh, I, was I figured like, I was a robot and I didn't need one. <laughs> well, I figured I was a robot and I don't belong in water. So I figured a special module to go in water. Uh, so I, I avoided it at first, but very quickly found I, it didn't matter. And uh, yeah, it was just like a weird, so, heavy moment. Did you have the NPC by the water? Because I, when I first got to the water, he was there and he was like, oh, there's ghosts in the water. And he was like, go take a swim. So what, you thought he, the guy was just telling you to commit suicide? It just... Uh, Go on, robot, jump in. I guess I didn't pay attention to that dialogue. I missed that one. (laughs) The dialogue, I I go back, I I don't mean to go back to it. It's very weird in this game. I never knew how long I was supposed to stand near someone before I could talk to them. It it was just very, there's like one secret boss where you just have to like hang out for like a minute or so before she starts talking to you. And then you have to do stuff. But you have no way to know any of these things. It's just, yeah. they're just there. Anyways, yeah, the music and the sound was pretty good. On the sound, actually, though, well, the dialogue inconsistent at times with how you managed it, I thought the actual spoken dialogue was really good. Like, I thought all the voice acting was pretty well done. There was a couple moments where you have, like, like on the elevator, like, the it ends up being the shopkeeper or whatever that's talking to you, but it's like, I don't know, kind of creepy and eerie and you're hearing like drips and drops from yeah. things in the background. I I liked that feel of it. It wasn't horrorish, but it had, it was just well done. I thought it was once again, very atmospheric because it was, it sounded like it was echoing off hollow metal chambers mm-hmm. and that's what the environment was. Yeah. I also like when you're going towards the open areas, all of a sudden there'd be a hole and you'd see rain. And I felt like when you finally got up to like the crash site, it did feel like kind of a relief. Um, and not so much so because I wasn't down there and I wasn't like, I really need some air or anything. But it just <laughs> like, I did feel like there was kind of that impression of like, it's good that I'm up here. And I didn't really pay too much attention to like the the relicy things, like the, the artifacts in the background. At one point they bring it up. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I feel like there should have been more because there was like an entire civilization yep. there that I thought it was kind of weird that it was just like, did they eat the buildings? Well, it's, it's just more missing lore is the thing. Is You have these artifacts, you know, the split open tree in these areas where even on the map, they're marked out as points of interest. But there's nothing interesting there other than the visual. <laughs> it's just, they're just points. Yeah. You show up and you're like, oh, cool. There's a split tree. Sometimes a character might show up there, but you don't really know when. They just do, yeah. which is is another gripe of mine because that's two of the achievements that I missed is I missed the ones for, I don't know, talking to people enough because I didn't talk to the people enough, even though I felt like (laughs) I talked to them too much. Yeah, I agree. Um, But yeah, outside Uh, of the achievements, that's really the only two I missed that were uh, obtainable for me. 
Yeah, the the achievements overall aren't awful. Uh, like I said, I got a bugged one where I killed Henrietta, but it didn't give me the credit for it because she we killed each other at the same time. But overall, the achievements aren't too bad. Yes, there are missable ones, so I wouldn't recommend this for achievement hunters, uh, especially if you want a thousand this game. Very difficult because there is an achievement to beat this game in under three hours. And right now, it's that's at a 0.09% of people have completed that achievement. But overall, for time to beat, for main story, you look about nine hours. If you're looking to do side quest stuff, about 12 hours. So this isn't a very long Metroidvania game, which is kind of nice. I know I feel like we've been complaining a lot about this game. Like I said, as far as Metroidvania goes, this was my least favorite. But it was really nice just playing a Metroidvania again. Keith, you were actually in first this week. You got 795 out of 1,000 gamer score yeah, wow, with 38 achievements. Andrew, I'm going to give you the one that you missed. Yes. So you are now up to 675 with now 32 achievements. And I am in dead last with 185 gamer score and 13 achievements. And I put I put a lot of time into this game. Yeah. A little disappointing. I think I hit 20 hours. I think there was, there was points where I was just it, it kind of almost like an open world game. I was just sort of meandering a lot at times. And the game gives you very little direction. Yeah. So I, I definitely put well over 12 hours into this game. But with that said, I think I, the only thing I, I would say as far as achievement hunters, if you're, unless you're like a thousand or bust type of person, if you're willing to forgo realistically probably two of them with not dying at all in the game and trying to beat it in under three hours with a good walkthrough, I think a weekend you could easily get, what is it, you know, 795, 850 gamer score. So I think it actually yeah. is still a pretty good one. It does do one of your least favorite things, even though Microsoft has helped fix it. Every freaking achievement is a secret achievement just about for no good reason. None whatsoever. Uh, now it's a majority of them are defeating bosses. So I mean, I suppose, but it's not like I looked at that and I was like, "Oh boy, yeah, spoiler. that person was a boss." <laughs> they're just names. It's there's yeah. no reason they need to be secret. Um, so, yeah, yeah, defeat Gobbledygook, and it wasn't like, "Oh man, not him." Yeah, I, I thought he was a good guy. Like it, it was nothing like that. Yeah. So it, even though I can see them all now, I didn't want to have to go through and click through every single one of them. That's the next thing that Xbox needs to do is reveal all secret achievements instead of me having to do <laughs> individuals. If you're listening, I know, Microsoft, like, and I know you are. That's that's my suggestion. <laughs> It's not like like oh this one was had a spoiler maybe the next one won't no yeah just do reveal all, um, but I, I'll, also a uh, quick thing for X Cloud I this game overall wasn't awful on X Cloud uh, like as we said that we I felt like the save points were few and far between so if you're kind of exploring a new area and you need to get off you could lose a significant amount of progress that ended up happening to me a good amount of times where I'm like I got to get off right now. I don't know where a save point is because you could only save at specific points. Even if you turn into a ship part and it progresses the story, does this whole story event, it still does not autosave. I ended up having to go back a good chunk because I was like, maybe the game autosave. Hopefully it did. No, no autosave. But this game does have touch controls, which the touch controls, I say, are just okay. The only thing that was kind of annoying with the touch controls is your character crouches when you press down. So... Using an analog stick on the touch controls obviously isn't super intuitive. Like, it isn't that great. So there's a lot of times my character would keep crouching. And in this game is one of those kind of you crouch and you have to press up to stand back up. It's not like, oh, if you 
stop holding down, your character will stand up. So it made combat a little clunky. But like I said, luckily this game isn't like super hyper responsive like a Hollow Knight. So I thought the touch controls were were fine. But my biggest complaint is just the few and far between saves. But uh, yeah, let's get into our final thoughts. And then, yeah, we'll talk a little more of the spo- spoiler story here, Keith. Like I said, Ghost Song, it's, it is a fun game. I know we were complaining a good amount about it. I still had fun with it. To me, it's like pizza, you know? It may be a bad pizza, but at the end of the day, it's still pizza. So it's still pretty good. It just, it didn't wow me on the platforming. Didn't wow me on the combat. Its story was just okay. The environment and music was was enjoyable. I enjoyed the atmosphere of this game. Like it was, it was really kind of a cool sci-fi, you know, dead kind of planet, and I liked it. I just wish there was a little bit more to it. Uh, to me, this is a very solid eighty. It's it's a if you just are looking for Metroidvania, you're not going to go wrong with this game. It's just not the best. If you haven't played Ori or Hollow Knight, definitely check those out first. But if you found those to be too difficult, this one is a lot more accessible since it has difficulty settings. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I have my fair share of complaints about, about ghost song as well. So I, I certainly was not all sunshine roses, but I definitely, I don't know. I guess I liked it the most out of all of us, but I, I, I don't know. I do think your pizza analogy is probably the best one. And I think especially because of the fact of what you said, there are better Metroidvanias out there. And that's where I would, absolutely say if you haven't played ori go play that if if you want the style of game um but outside of that if you're looking for one that you haven't played because you are right it was it was kind of a breath of fresh air to kind of to go back to this i did just want better overall gameplay um but that said i don't know maybe they can do a sequel and we'll try again maybe they can do better um (laughs) yeah i think I don't know. I, I actually kind of like the story. And so that's where I'll, I'll boost it just a little bit. And I think because I liked it more than Andrew, I have to give it better than an 80. So I'm going to go with an 83. I There was a time when I was playing this that I liked it so much I wanted to give it a 92. I was like, it's a 92. I feel like there's so many games then, you like that. <laughs> and then I'm like talking to you guys and I'm like, I feel like it's like an 87. And now I'm like, is it an 85? <laughs> I'm going to give it an 87. Um, I don't know why that score is calling out to me. But I think for me, I I know that you guys think that Ori and Hollow Knight are better games. But yeah, I think you gave them both a pass. Yeah, accessibility wise, I think that this is a great Metrovania for someone like me. Yeah. Um, I love the atmosphere and the music. I like the story up until a point. There are mechanics I didn't like, but... Overall, there were just times where I was just having a blast and I really, really, really wanted to play it. And that's why it's kind of a high score for me where it just, you know, I think the bosses, like I'm at a boss now and that's why I just don't want to play it. And I, I saw the ending because Andrew played it. So I'm just kind of like, eh, I'm done. Um, I've been second guessing my store scores a lot lately. I'm like, is that too high? But I'm going to stick with it. 87. Why not? Um, look at Metacritic. Not a lot of reviews, like barely any. Yeah. Series X, 81 and 6.7 in Xbox One, TBD in 5.5. But I, I think, too, also what Keith said, we haven't played a game like this in forever. So it, whenever that happens, it gets me extra excited. And then usually these games, I just like, I 
I, I, I stink. I can't get far in them at all. And so for me, I'm just like, oh, one that I can actually finally play. So I think that affects my scores. Well, I'd help you with a couple bosses. You do you know what you did. And watching you play, I realized what I was doing wrong. And then I immediately started killing bosses. Yeah. The one I'm at now is just annoying. Um, but yeah, I, I wasn't playing very well with the, like, I just didn't really get how to fight them. Yeah. It's very, it, it's weird to explain, but. Yeah, Which one are you, you stuck on this? <laughs> it's just... Oh, I don't know right now. I just, I died and I'm far away and I just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the save points are not close to the bosses. Because <laughs> that's, that's I've done it, I've died so many times and gone back. I'm just like, I don't want to go through all the enemies again. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, definitely the biggest drawback. Yeah. All right. So we'll wrap up, and then we'll do a quick spoiler cast. Uh, if you have any game suggestions, so thank you again, Hayden from Australia, who recommended that we check out Ghost Song. I like that he was just like, oh, I've been interested in trying this game. He didn't even try this game. He just wanted us to do the work for him. Which I think that's the way appreciate. people should do it. Yeah. Yeah. If you, there's a game that you're like, I don't have the time right now, have us play it. You know, We'll tell you if it's worth your time. Uh, so please, tell us any game suggestions at gamepasscrabbag at gmail.com or hit us up on our Twitter or, or Facebook, Pod. I've been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can find me on Xbox Live, Firebird01952, where you can also send me a message. So uh, Hayden did. But uh, please, if you're interested at all in their sponsor, we highly recommend you check them out. I do think they actually have a very wonderful product. It's really made a big difference. Please go to magicmind.co slash gamepassgrabbag and use our promo code GAMEPASS to get your discount. Um, I've been Keith. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring back a bit here. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be rating our listeners' suggestions. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess you could argue that I guess my score is the rating, but I, I was just gonna say that. <laughs> but but hear me out. There there is a difference. There's the quality of it based on my liking of the game. So so I'm gonna go ahead and say you know what, Hayden, this this was a nine out of ten recommendation. We all liked it. Wait, what? you're you're rating Hayden a nine out of ten? No, no. Even though he calls you Kevin. <laughs> Oh, that is true. Yeah, my name my name's definitely not Kevin. But you know what my brother's name is Kevin. People have been calling me Kevin my whole life. I just respond to it at this point. It's it's kind of a thing. Um You're very forgettable, Keith. That happens to me too, because I'm a twin. I people come up and be like, Oh my gosh, Melissa, how are well, you? That's a much like... more reasonable explanation for people calling me. <laughs> I am not twins. Do you so guys look alike? Me, my brother. Oh yeah, that's you guys true. Are, people call you Aaron. You guys are basically twins. You're less than a year apart and you're or you're what? Thirteen months apart? Fourteen months apart? Yeah, we're a little over a year. A apart. little over a year apart, and you look alike enough-ish. Anyways, all I'm saying is I've been called Kevin on my whole entire life. Basically, it, it, what irritates me more is people who spell my name wrong. It's K E I. There's no I before E and Keith. Just get that right. <laughs> um, you're not Keith. So, anyways, uh, Hayden, nine out of ten recommendation. Liz, that's that's for you now. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Liz forgot we were doing a like podcast. We, like we are doing outros. Like we're doing outros right now. I'm Liz the Noob Gamer Tag. Comment on Dean, and I'm on Twitter at Liz Noob Noob is EW, and same with Instagram Noob is EW. Oh, we're I just seriously had to close my screen. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but uh, let's get to a real quick spoiler story because Keith wanted to discuss more about this. So, if you don't want to listen to it, turn us off. We'll see you again next week. But get into the spoilers here. Uh, so the overall story, I was expecting so much more. So Keith, originally you just said of like, you know, oh, it's just a story about like people versus nature. 
I do like that the story was kind of like it's actually more about people versus God or gods. Kind of, yeah. Like gods, creatures. Because I thought it was weird that they're telling the story of this Gosha, I think his name was, this worm god that lives in the sun that eats the souls of the dead. Something like that, yeah. It's, but it's, so it's the thing though is that it's not an individual one. It's like they're these creatures. They're like, yeah, they're like these godlike creatures that inhabit stars and they absorb the souls of the dead. And that's, and and then the whole thing was they were basically trying to prevent this from happening so people could be ghosts and live forever. And in doing that, they, like, this thing reacted by fighting back with the Roslocks. Right? Kind of. So technically, the Goshen worm creature is, I think, more of a pet because there is actually another species called the Ascended or the Ascension and that's what was that weird purple ghost creature character that you kept seeing walk around. You eventually interact with her. Her name's Relic. Right. And she is part of a race that has ascended. They're like the lords of the dead is kind of how she describes herself. And so they expect the dead to go to their pet god creatures to be consumed. And so the scientist guy, Samond, I think his name was, but- fought back against the god creature and injured it. And the ascended retaliated by sending the Roshlak and killing this planet. They're trying to reset the planet. They're trying to kill Samen's. She's like, part of Samen. Other bodies. So like, no, she's not. Yeah. It's her. Samen. Samen is, is a uh, no, yeah, construct. And then his ghost. She runs the cut machine that splits. Well, yeah. Jezico into Samen. And it was Samen, the construct and the ghost. Yep. And the the two physical ones. Like so I guess what I kind of thought was interesting about it it was like whether or not uh, what I don't know regardless of what you believe it it kind of it felt like they were trying to go for like a like a trinity thing uh, in a weird way yeah. of like Christian religions and the fact of like you had like the spirit of the ghost and you had these two uh, like these I don't know these three parts to him and yeah it's like he was fighting against this other god and then people are just kind of caught up in the mix of it is i don't know that's where i thought it was just it was kind of interesting it wasn't anything special but i just i thought it was unique and i and i go back to the fact that there was just no true antagonist in the story like no one neither one was really bad they were just trying See, to fight I just each other it was convoluted for no reason it was i agree but i just i i appreciated that it was telling a different story and in a story I wasn't expecting, like I was looking to find, like I was looking for an antagonist. That's what you're naturally inclined to do. And just, it, and it feels weird to explain it this way, but almost like a Pixar movie in some ways, like Pixar movies don't always have <laughs> a, a, it, it just in the aspect of like, sometimes there's no true antagonist in the story. It's just like, I don't know, they're fighting with themselves type of thing, but it, Obviously, it's not cheeky and happy like a Pixar movie. I, I just, I, I think <laughs> it's, it's an, I think it's an interesting storytelling, and I, and I liked that about it. I'm confused. So, the the ghosts that the ghosts <clears throat> sacrifice themselves. Someone is standing up for them, right? Yeah. And well, the ghosts aren't sacrifice themselves; they drift naturally, and then the worm. Yeah, but they want to stop them from being eaten. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then so the person that's eating them gets mad and sends the 
all the creatures to destroy well, the planet, right? So the ghost gets... So isn't there a bad guy? Well, so the they send isn't... the ghost to him to basically... But what happens is he tries to kill the ghost, but because the ghost is really three parts, he can't kill it. And it's like this weird... Like limbo. But who's sending all the evil, though? Who's sending all the evil? The Ascendant. The people who own the Goshen, the, the worm-eating, the soul-eating god. But it's almost like... Yeah, it, so I feel like the they're the it, bad guys. The way it was... This, I took it almost more as like a reaction. Like, I mean, so yes, in a sense, it's, they're the bad ones sending them. But it's almost like they're not doing it... Like I don't know, it's a, it like it said something about like an open. It's a restoring balance. Yeah, it said something about like an open wound, and it was almost like yeah, it was like an infected wound type of thing. Is it's weird, and it, you're right, it's very unnecessarily convoluted. But it was, I I just I said it a hundred times probably now. It's different, and I that's what I appreciated about it is I didn't see what- it coming. What I was nervous about is when you learn that there's a barrier around the planet that's running <clears throat> these ships that's making them crash, I instantly went, oh, man, the story is exactly Subnautica. The Roche-slack creatures that turn people into zombies, I was like, someone just activated this barrier so the bugs don't get out and infect other planets. I thought for sure this was the exact story of Subnautica. But then when you find out about the static field, where it was just like, oh, yeah, no, that was just a mistake. That's just there by accident. And I was like, oh, that's kind of lazy. Well, that's kind of lazy writing. It isn't, it isn't. But because I think it des- it kind of describes, like, the three personalities of who Jezico becomes. Like, you have the construct, which is, like, the it's the, the analytical, like, it just, it's driving everything, like, all their actions. Yeah. And then you have the ghost, which is, like, the one who's, like, I don't know. In the belly of the beast. Yeah. You just hear about him. And then Samond, who's like the voice, who speaks for yeah. them still. He He's in, he's sentient. He's coherent. All of those things. But he's also not. He's kind of a little bit weird. But I think that also makes sense. Like he's a third of himself. He's not fully present in the same aspect. So I just, I don't know. I appreciated it for what it was. I, I don't think it was I, incredible, but it, it, it was appreciated in my book. I don't understand, like, the robot that turned off the field for her. Like, why did he do it? Like, he kept turning her, like, her character off and stuff. There was, like, there was stuff like that, too. Like, little things I don't get. I but think it's kind of show he showed pity. Yeah. Well, but, because but why? Saman, He's a robot. Because Saman says that to you before. And it's and they kind of set it up, right? Is in, in the dialogue leading into you visiting the construct, he says something about him having, like, moments and that's what I think that that is, right? Is it's like he fights you. He won't let you. He doesn't want you to stop his mission, which is to collect this data, do this thing. That's why the data field's there. But you have this moment where you're kind of pleading with him just to help your friends. And all. And it's like he has this moment of clarity. He does that for you. And then that's that. I have left our dog outside for the last hour and a half. <laughs> I just uh, want to say one more, one last thing. I the everything that we're talking about the convoluted stuff that is not what I cared about with the story and I think that's why it just kind of you know I I have to go get her I feel so yeah. bad I'm sorry <clears throat> but that's why I just kind of don't care like you guys are talking about it and I I know like the 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 basis of it but for me I just like I they're talking about Roper who's like. He can tap dance, and he talks about how like he could put some on your boots or whatever. And you're finding out the characters, yeah. and I could care less about the characters. But at the end of the day, the only one I cared about was Pasha. 
the little girl. But even like Raven with her like getting a new body and stuff. I I wanted to know about like what happened to the creatures and stuff. But the second it started getting all like weird and they're just. It's be, like you said, it's being convoluted, but I think it's for the sake of being convoluted. And that's when you lose me. Yeah. That's when I'm just like, I don't care. You're, you're purposefully making this like kind of like weird. And I, I, I just want uh, the, the story of the people at that point. But the cool thing, though, I once I saw I, I looked this up. But did you ever figure out who you were? <sighs> so this was the other thing I wanted to talk about here. So I'm glad you brought it up. Are you Pasha's sister? Yeah, you're Charlie. Well, so if my other question is, is Charlie her si- Charlie is her sister, right? Yes. I couldn't sh- She's the one who died in the crash. Okay. That was what I, I... So I didn't know if that or if I was like the ship because the ship keeps telling you you're a ship. Yeah. And then another ship tells you you're a ship as well. So are you part of the crashed ship? And no. is Charlie an android? No, because think about it. You're a dead suit. So you're a suit that can carry the soul of a person. So that's okay. why I think this makes sense. So you, the ship crashed. Charlie died. Her soul was wandering around this area because she isn't going to get consumed by this god. So she's stuck in like in a ghost form around this, stumbles upon this ghost suit, which that's the only thing that's confusing. There's no explanation of the origin of the ghost suit. I saw videos where people were like, you kind of look like some bounty hunters that kind of look like this. So maybe you were a suit from a previous bounty hunter. But she goes into the ghost suit, doesn't have her memory, but you are the soul of Charlie. And that's why there's a secret ending. If you find Charlie's body, the last line you say to Pasha is like, I'm sorry I left you alone for so long. Because you end up getting a clarity moment of that you were Charlie. And even too, you talk to Pasha saying, do I seem familiar to you? Because you're starting to kind of remember that you are related to Pasha somehow. Okay. But still, it's weird that she didn't want to know. But I, yeah. I, I did look up that that ending. And I, for me, that's why the ending stinks too, where it's like your character like dies, right? Yeah. And so for me, it's just like, that's just like a, a really crappy ending. Yeah, because then what, Charlie's going to be wandering around that planet forever now because... That god, you know, is consuming souls anymore. So, so she's she, just stuck in that planet. She's got a suit. She can go with them. She's not stuck. No, because the suit dies at the end. But why couldn't they bring? Oh, like for true. me, like one thing that bothered me is that they, um, she finds her, and for me, it's like they say it, she saved your life. Have the men carry her on the ship and figure it yeah, out after you try leave. To figure out how to fix the, the so suit. So for me, yeah. it's just like that really me. that's that's how you're gonna end it. Like if he if the character's soul can be in a dead suit, that you can find another dead suit, bring yeah. her. That's just like that's what I didn't understand Maybe that's with the game too. But yeah, I I I thought that's where it was going with it, and I didn't look it up. <clears throat> I'm probably, I guess Ooh, I Keith figured it out. Yeah, good job, Keith. I did. I did. I had to look it up. I um well, I mean at least that's what I assumed I is what it was. I I did see somewhere that like finding Charlie unlocked a different ending. So I knew it was important obviously for that like for that purpose. Um that uh, that helped put it together. But yeah, when yeah. she said that I was like, "Wait a minute." I was like, "Are you her sister?" And you are. So that makes <laughs> sense. I don't know. It's I I I, I kind of I didn't think it was lazy or boring. I thought it was yeah, it's sad. But I, I just wish it wasn't so convoluted. Yes. Because it makes I, it less sad because you're trying to figure it out and it's yeah. like you lose that impact. Or at least for me, it does. No, I agree. Fully agree with you, Liz. But uh, anyway, I think we'll wrap it up here. Right? Anything else? No. 
That's, that's about it. All right. Thank you all for joining us for the spoiler cast. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If not, you know there's always next week. Hopefully we'll see you then. Make sure you leave us a review wherever you listen to us. We greatly appreciate it. But uh, yeah, we'll catch you again next week. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>